Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is the Planting Wildflowers and I'm your host, Rebecca Leonardis. I'm pretty pumped today because I have a friend of mine who has been in my life now for an entire decade. I can hardly believe it. Time really does fly. And before I introduce her to you, I just, I want to make a point of calling something out. Our guest today maybe would have, but likely not have been in my life if I hadn't engaged in a social group setting. So what I mean by that is when I was a brand new mom, I had just had my daughter. I was feeling really isolated. I knew I needed to get into some social circles where I could meet other moms who were experiencing similar things to where I was at in life. I actually had my daughter later in life. So most of my friends were not in the same stage of life as me. So I knew I needed to do something. I knew I needed to find a tribe, so to speak. And I joined a program called Stroller Boot Camp, and it sounded wonderful. It sounded like it would give me the movement I was looking for. It would give me a place to meet new people, and it would give my daughter an opportunity. And now keep in mind, she was only a few months old, but it would also give her an opportunity to spend time with people other than her mom. She needed to be around other people, experience life. So I joined Stroller Boot Camp with high hopes of connection and friendship. And let me tell you, friends, if you are in a similar situation right now and you need to find some people, say yes to all the clubs, join the things, get involved in groups. And if the groups don't exist, create them, invite people into your space and make new acquaintances. This is where I met today's guest. Melissa Abramasov. Did I say it right, Melissa? Abrasimov. Abrasimov. It tricks everyone. (laughs) Higher listening audience is going to know it better than me. Abrasimov. Melissa has been my friend now for 10 years. And it is so special to say that I met her on the trails of our stroller boot camp all those years ago when our kids had an opportunity to meet one another as babies. And we had a chance to connect and develop a friendship. I'm I'm so pleased to have you on the show today, Melissa. Welcome. Welcome, dear friend. I'm so happy to be here. I, I just, I, I'm beaming. I'm ear to ear with smiles. I, my <laughs> heart feels light today, getting to spend this time with you. I want to tell everyone you are a lot of things. And I, I never like to introduce someone with with all of the labels. You've done a lot of things in your life and we could probably apply all kinds of labels to you, but to help identify you for our audience today, I I really want them to know that first of all, you're a mom of three. I would say mom extraordinaire. I, I, the things, no, honestly, I think women need to tell one another, one another that more often you've done some really extraordinary things for your kids and you've, you're always one that looks for opportunities for them um, in all of these beautiful and unique ways. So I, I feel really proud of you in that sense. Um, you're also a natural health enthusiast and you've actually drifted away from your business background lately to embrace your calling. And that is to help other families step into their power in healing their own families. This is exciting news. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit more, fill in some of the gaps for us, let us know who you are, what you're all about and where you're at in life right now. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. I feel like I should like PayPal you or something. (laughs) It was great. Feel free. (laughs) Um, I think 
Oh, geez. I really don't love talking about myself, which is funny. Um, I have always been interested in natural medicine. And when I was younger, I didn't know what that was, but um, I really have my mom to thank. We had one of these moms who was like, let's figure it out. We had an amazing family doctor when I was a, a child way back in the eighties, the early eighties, um, that wasn't, it wasn't like, there was no prescription pad. Like he had to go get a prescription pad. Should we need, you know, antibiotics for whatever the case may be. Um, and that really was the foundation of who I am today. I definitely went through a stint where I was like, Hey, like, like medicine and then pills and doctors are easier. And then I had a, a few years in my early twenties where I was very unwell and very unhealthy. And it took one meeting with a naturopath after I was married, I went because my mother-in-law was like, I want you to go to naturopath. And I literally only went because I was newlywed and was like, I don't want to be rude. Like she's insisting I go to this naturopath. So I'm going to go. It was a one hour meeting with who is still my naturopath to this day. And she changed my life. in that one meeting, she validated all the, like the years of questions and curiosity I had, um, and yeah, just, I said, I feel like I'm able to heal myself, but I keep going to doctors and no one can figure out what's wrong. And I always feel like garbage and, and anyway, long story short, she validated those things. And it set me off on a journey like 17 years ago that I'm still on today. And I really I have this passion because as moms, there's no worse feeling than feeling helpless in my opinion, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like when your child is sick, fear and helplessness are a, they're not going to serve your family, but B, they're also terrible, terrible things to have to sit with. And I realized early on when I first was born, that it's like, I want to know all the things and have all the tools so that I'm the leader in her health. And anyone I bring in is kind of an expert opinion, that they're not the leader. I'm the leader. And it's become this evolution of how our family operates that we know we have intrinsically, we have within us what we need to heal. And we know when there's an appropriate time to outsource that healing. So I started this ebook series. I'm just newly starting it after years of doing consultations and calls. Um, my website's actually called Hey Melissa because I get probably 10 texts a day. They're like, Hey Melissa, quick question. Hey Melissa, I want to know something. Even my kids are like, Hey mom, I was wondering if, or Hey mom, like what oil would work for all those kinds of things. So that is the name of my, my website. And then my book series is called the unqualified mom, because what it comes down to is a lot of us moms just don't feel qualified to take care of our kids. Like we, I'm sure many of us have been in a situation where we saw a fever and took our kid right to the doctors instead of watching and waiting, learning what that fever is actually doing because a fever is already a symptom of healing, not of illness. Um, your body's doing its job and fighting something off. So just, just coming back full circle, um, kind of to the things us veteran moms would like to share with maybe new moms or moms that just aren't there yet in terms of there are options and they are plentiful. And when you know the skills, you know exactly what you can try for your family but overall, it just reduces that fear that moms have of like something's wrong with my kids that I can't tackle on my own. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. Fear is an interesting state to be sitting in because we all we all go through it. We all move through it in different ways. But sometimes when we don't have enough options to sort mm-hmm. of pull ourselves out of that fear, we make choices based mm-hmm. in fear. And that's not that's not a shaming statement. That is, that is based on like what, you know, and I know for myself, <clears throat> natural health has only become part of my life in the past 10 years. The same time I was meeting you and, and a lot of my natural health friends prior to that, 
I mean, every decision that I made was based in what I had known. I didn't question anything. I just didn't know what I didn't know. And I think that that is, um, if you're listening now and that gives you a sense of relief, then I'm glad because you can only operate in that space of, of, of what you've been taught unless you pursue something different. Melissa, I love the fact that you had this intuitive aspect of your natural health journey. Like you knew from a really young age that there were some other options. And I love the fact that the naturopath re-engaged you in that Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Just reminded you that this is something you've always known. It's always been a part of you. I think that's beautiful. And your kids will never have to question that now. It's just what they know. Absolutely. They might be shocked to learn otherwise. (laughs) As they grow into adulthood, they might be like, oh, there's this for this. It was just never part of part of their upbringing. I think that that is so cool. So I want to talk about personal health ownership for sure, but I want you to share with us, what are some of the, where have we seen you pop up in the natural health world? Like you, you've really helped a lot of families. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, I don't, I honestly, a lot of the work I've done, I was, you know, in our, our community where we had met each other for years serving, um, as a doula. So I had 12 years of, of being a doula in our community, um, which was a fantastic opportunity for families who wanted to know what options were. It started from birth. So that was a huge portion of what I did. Um, I worked independently. I worked for some firms, but that was the mainstay, um, I think of what really solidified my family work when I work with other families. A lot of what I do, um, I have an Instagram account that I used to share a lot of health information, but in the season we are in now, it wasn't really as welcome on social media spaces as one might hope. So I'm rebu- rebuilding my social media um, kind of platform, but I just launched my new book, which is the, Un- the Unqualified Mom Colds. So the idea behind this is really easy to digest um, little eBooks. You can, some of my friends here printed them out, which has been really cool. So they can just keep adding to it. So I don't know about you, but my kids do not ever come down with something at a convenient time. Like it's always like a holiday weekend (laughs) or like Monday night before a big podcast, um, at like 4am. Right. So it's never convenient time. So it's basically how to be prepared for what might come up with the recipes attached, um, and a really easy to digest, really quick and simple book. It is not really, it's hard for me as like a Gemini to not overwhelm people with information. I was like, no, let's keep it bare bones. Really easy. You can flip through and be like, okay, here's what I'm going to try for colds. Then I have ears coming out and fevers coming out. We're going, we have a mental health issue that I'm working on with a friend of mine. That's going to be amazing um, for children specifically. But then I think we're also going to touch on postpartum and then motherhood. Not that postpartum and motherhood are separate, but it is different, right? So life after baby can be very challenging, but life with maybe teenagers is a different kind of challenging. Um, So we're going to touch on all those things. And the idea is that I just want a library accessible to anyone who's interested, not to say this is the right way or one way, it's a way, it's a way to take care of your family. And I think that that's, that's where it comes down to. I feel like I heard this quote by Maya Angelou, probably on Oprah, because I love Oprah. Um, And she said, when we know better, we do better. And I think that as moms with no guilt attached, we have to allow ourselves to know better and do better without looking backwards and feeling like, oh my gosh, like the Advil that I gave my firstborn, like candy, because pediatrician said it was fine, makes me uncomfortable, but we're not looking back. We're going to look forward. 
when we know better, we do better. And we make small changes to incorporate true health in our families. I completely love all of this. I love the fact that you're making these eBooks so accessible to, to, to everyone. Um, and in our show notes, you guys will have full access to this. You'll know how to find it. And in fact, Melissa has a nice offer for listeners. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show as well, but um, make a point of checking this out. You certainly want to check her out on Instagram. She was very, very delicate in her delivery of <laughs> the fact that she shared such powerful information previously that um, it had been censored. Am I right, Melissa? You censorship is a real thing. I love talking about it because the minute I hear that someone has been censored, I want to know why, what good <laughs> stuff has been hidden. I need to know. Don't keep that from me. So you guys definitely want to check her out. So make sure you visit the show notes so that you know all of the ways to follow along with Melissa because you don't know what you don't know. That's one of my favorite phrases in life. And it is such a, oh, it's so empowering when you, even when you figure out one little thing that you can do in your life, we're going to talk about those little shifts that turn into big, you know, big health movements in just a moment. But can we talk about the concept of owning your personal health. I I love this. I love that you encourage this and you support people in discovering this whole concept for themselves. Well, thank you. Um, I think um, as I'm learning, I, I'm turning 40 in June. So I feel like as I'm getting older and I'm super excited about turning 40, a lot of people are like, oh God, I'm 40. I'm like, no, I'm, I love life so much. I feel so deeply grateful to have 40 years. But as I get older, I become very comfortable with the fact that I don't know everything, but I'm very thirsty to learn more. And I just want to keep sharing what I've learned when I've learned it with people in hopes that they can, like you said, make little shifts. But ownership is the one thing that I feel like, maybe not one thing right now, or a world needs a big fat hug for sure. But ownership is a really key missing element, I think, in what we're seeing happen in the world, both in our own homes whether it be like the divorce rates really high, or we have so many children that are sick or ill or overweight um, or bigger picture. As it, like, as you said, like the, the feeling, the general vibration in Canada right now is painful, right? It's not, it's not overly joyful and comfortable. Maybe the convoy in Ottawa is feeling happy right now, but overall it's one of stress, right? It's low vibrational. doesn't feel that good. But when we own and we say, Hey, this is what's in within my control. And no matter how it turns out, I'm going to take responsibility for it. Beautiful things start happening. We stop outsourcing. Let's use, let's use our own personal health before we talk about our family. So like when we own our own health, it's so easy to adapt the victim mindset to be like, well, nobody knew what was going on. That's very frustrating. But the longer we sit in that frustration, the more helpless we feel and the more helpless we feel, the less purposeful we feel. And the less purposeful we feel, the more the more we stop even asking what else could it be, you know, that curiosity dies essentially when we're not the one seeking ownership. A lot of my health ownership happened as a doula when I started to see the language in which women in particular, because that's kind of the realm I was in, I'm sure that it is true across the board, but the way in which we seek permission. So um, especially in the birth world, right? Am I allowed to push like this? Am I allowed to labor this long at home? And it really spent my twenties and thirties opening up my eyes to, oh my gosh, as, as a collective, we seek permission for our own selves and our own bodies from outside sources 
the majority of the time, right? Like, oh, my child has a cold. Um, am I allowed to do X, Y, Z or should I, it's like, no, what do you want to do? What is your intuition calling you to do? What information do you need to make a decision that you feel is best for your family? And I think that we are starting to see that shift with like doctors. Integrative medicine is a wonderful example that it's not this hierarchy of like boss and, you know, subordinate it's a consultancy, right? It's okay. Let's talk. Let's figure this out, which is why I was very drawn to naturopathic medicine um, it's, it's a beautiful form of medicine, but it's more of like a consultancy role. There were my naturopath, I can email her or make an appointment with her and bounce ideas off of her and say, this is what I'm thinking. And when you take ownership, you don't always get it right, but it is so rewarding and so fulfilling. And I got to tell you, there's something about parents instincts, with their families that no medical degrees, nothing could ever replace truly like how many times have you heard stories of like a mom just felt like something was off with their child and they got dismissed and the mom like persisted and then they discovered something huge. And I saw that frequently in my birth work to know that we, we cannot discredit the intuition and the instincts of parents. We need to harness that and help them use it in a way that benefits their family. I couldn't agree more to, to all of this. I wonder though, how do you someone who hasn't leaned on their intuition in the past, someone who doesn't have that trust built up to, to feel like they could make those first few baby steps towards personal health ownership. What, what does that look like? How, what does the encouragement, how do you get them to move towards that way of thinking and really trust themselves? Because I believe everything you're saying is right. You, you do know. And even if you do make a mistake, okay, let's try, there's another option. Let's try something else. But how do you get someone to take that first step in believing in themselves? I think the first step has to be a desire, a desire to, it starts with desire. I want to be the owner of my health. I want to be the one in charge of my health. And it starts with as simple as what do I allow into and around my body? That's it. Start there. What do you allow into and around your body? Because it's really easy to pretend like we're healthy. And I'm really good at this. Like, I'm really good at being like, I never eat sugar. And then when I actually write down what I'm eating, I'm like, I'm a liar. I'm lying to myself. And I'm really good at it. Like I have these things called love pops down the alley and I will have one every day if I have to, to support local business. But you know, it's, it's things like that, that you're like, what am I allowing in and around my body? So it's not just food. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's small things. Like, um, I was talking with a woman who had severe thyroid problems and was on so many medications that were making her feel really sick. And I'm certainly not a doctor, but I said, what are you putting into your body? And what is around you that maybe you could focus on to assist your body and doing what it's trying to do and healing itself? Well, Glade plugins, right? Super simple thing. Go and plug them, throw them in the trash. We're done with those. We're going to eliminate fragrance first. And if that's the one thing we do, we get comfortable in that. And then it starts this almost ripple effect of, oh, well, what's next? Like, oh, I do drink Diet Coke. Maybe there's a healthier option, right? So it's like as simple as Googling, you know, what's what's a healthier option for drinking Diet Coke every day? And maybe it's coffee. I don't know. It depends on where you're at with coffee and bulletproof coffee, um, yerba mate. Like it, it can, it starts to be this huge, not huge, it's really small ripples, but it goes out and out and out and out and out. And it just, every day we ask ourselves, what am I putting in and around my body that can help me take ownership of my health? And that includes social media. It includes the people we allow around us. That's a whole other form of ownership of your own personal health is 
health is the people we keep around us and the things we allow in emotionally, visually, auditory is a huge one, but start small. What is in your house that might, you know, where can we make improvements for your children? Maybe we just switch out a laundry detergent this week. That's all we do, right? Maybe we get rid of any sodas in the house. Maybe we, um, if we're, I've never been one of these people. I didn't start drinking coffee till I was 35. I was a really late bloomer. It was, I was driving back from Florida and had an iced coffee and it was like, it turned me. It turned me. I was literally 35, but I am very intentional about my coffee and I stop and enjoy my mornings with coffee. There's nothing wrong with coffee, but drinking four venti Starbucks a day might not be the best thing for your health. So those small, simple changes about ownership and a little bit, it's almost like gaining land. You know what I mean? Like if you think about your body as like this, kind of like this war zone and you have this arc of like soldiers in front of you and you're like, I'm just going to take down one at a time with love and with patience and, and with gratitude that, Hey, you know what, Diet Coke, you were a good part of my life, but we're breaking up and I'm just going to move on. And then you just gain a little bit more traction with each choice you make. And that little green spot becomes a large field and then becomes a forest, you know, like it really helps grow when you're like, I don't need anyone else, but I would like a second opinion for this. I would like an expert's opinion for this ailment, but I already know that I have what I need to heal. This is great. This is so, this is what I was hoping you would deliver today. (laughs) I'm because these are the tangibles. These are the things that you're, you're listening to this podcast today and you can go and take action right this minute. You Mm -hmm. can decipher, okay, what part of my life would I like to make a small shift in right now? And I love that you mentioned consumption because you, you talk I think a lot of times when we talk about cleaning up our life and, and putting ourselves on this track to health and wellness, we almost always go to food first. And, and it is an enormously important component, no doubt. I mean, we're consuming it. It's what we are made of, quite literally. However, are we giving our awareness to the other forms of consumption around us. And you bring our awareness into this idea that it is the people around us. It is the things that we're witnessing through our eyes. It's what we're taking in through our, our sound, what we're listening to this all. And I mean, that can be illustrated by think about different um, genres of music. One makes you feel one way and the other makes you feel another way. Like that is a perfect example. That is a perfect example of the emotions it evokes. Absolutely. There is a time and a place for a meditative flow soundtrack. And there's a time for gangster rap. There there just is. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh my gosh. I think that this is brilliant. I hope that this puts the punctuation mark on priorities. And I hope that um, anyone who is really feeling this desire to make these little shifts in their life, because they know they want to see themselves in a, in a healthy position so that they can better nurture the people around them. Maybe that's your motivation, or maybe it's just purely that you yourself want to feel a little different in your body and enjoy life in a little bit different way. I I think you've got a good, healthy list of options in front of you. Think about the the category of consumption and where you can make those subtle shifts. The Glade plugins, what an easy shift. Yeah, what an I'm easy plugging. shift. Just and un- 
not, I'm not saying it's going to like cure all your problems, but it's like, let's, let's give your family, let's give yourself, let's give your house the best fighting chance we can, because realistically, like not to like, if you want to kill a mood, invite me over, you ready for this? But like, we are literally like getting bombarded by like toxins and radiation and our food is absolutely poisoned. Like there's, there's so many external forces that if we can at least own small changes and we can take ownership of this, the stuff we can at least help offset that, like, let's give our bodies and our families, especially our children, a fighting chance because what, why else be here? Right. And like you said, it doesn't have to be this like tsunami of like tomorrow is Wednesday and we are going to be completely natural and completely healthy. And we're going to know how to do all the things like I'm about, I'm about 22 serious years into this journey and I'm learning stuff all the time, all the time. Like it's, it's a continual evolution. And I invite our family to learn with me. Like sometimes my husband will bring up things I didn't think about and we research it together. He's really smart though. So that's nice. And then my kids, same with them. They'll, they'll ask me things and I'm like, I don't know. Let's look that up. Like my, my middle son, he's plus his sweet. He's the stroller, the stroller boot camp son. He's now 10. He's like, why can't, why don't we drink Coca-Cola? And I was just like, well, cause I've always said like, we don't drink Coca-Cola. It doesn't, it doesn't feed our bodies. Um, plus it's highly addictive. So, you know, I think we have enough addictive substances in our, our life, iPads being one of them. Um, so I'm like, let's, let's look it up. Like, let's look up the chemicals. And then we're like sounding them. I was like, I can't even read these. So I was like, do you think that's man food? Or do you think that's like God food, like nature food? And then we'll like look up ingredients and it's not to scare them. It's to educate them so that I know when they're out with their friends as teenagers. And I know when they're adults that I gave them a foundation that we did everything we could to educate them. And I'll never be mad or disappointed when they're like, I totally drank a rum and coke, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was great. As long as you're 19, (laughs) but, but you know what I mean? Like just giving them that foundation of questioning everything when you don't know, don't just assume like, it's okay to look into it. It's okay to take a pause and be like, I don't know, let's like dive a little bit deeper. And then, you know, yesterday I was at a cafe with our three kids and we were talking about homeostasis. So we're just basically talking about ultimately balance is key. Balance is key in our life. It's key. Even our cells need homeostasis, which is just fancy. I'm I'm fancy for balance. Like it's, I just like the word, but it just means balance. So I'm like, you know, if we eat junk food, we just balance it out with really healthy food. If we've been sitting a lot that we balance it out with extra time in nature. And we were just talking about balance. And I think that a lot of us adults could probably use the reminder. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's just about making steps towards balance. Yeah, I like that. Um, One of the things that I have been saying a lot in our family is that it doesn't have to be like, I mean, when you educate and you provide lots of options, ultimately at some point in their lives, it will be up to them to decide whether or not they're going to go forward with that. But I have been saying a lot, it doesn't have to be this or that. You can have this and that, but let's talk about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So deprivation is definitely not my forte. I am a chocolate and chip lover all the live long day. <laughs> but at the same time, I balance that with a tremendous amount of greens. And I, I'm, I'm just very aware that if I'm going to do a little bit of this, then I also need to be adding in right. that, creating yeah. that balance, that homeostasis, like you talk about. I love that you're sharing 
this with your kids at this young age, because you are, you're empowering them. And this isn't stuff that's talked about with regularity in other places. If it's not talked about in the home, chances are they're not going to get it. Maybe not at all, but they're going to get it with a a slant associated Mm -hmm. with it. So if they are educated in this way, it's coming from, uh, it's coming in more of a prescribed way. Absolutely. So can we stay on the track of, of the kids for a little bit? Sure. What does it mean to have children who are not pharma dependent? So we talked about food and you've given us the example of the diet Coke and I'm sure your children know they could probably educate their own group of people at this point, because you sort of dripped it into their life slow and steady over time. And now they have this really strong foundation, but in terms of being non-pharma dependent, can we explore that a little bit? Because like you said, your kids get sick and have issues at these random times (laughs) always Always. um yeah so I I feel like I should state for anyone who might be listening I am not I'm not anti-pharma I'm not against pharma I just think that we are rapidly becoming a pharma dependent society Mm -hmm. meaning that that is the only option that we set our laser focus on when there's hundreds of other options and they might even be more effective and certainly a lot of them not all of them are safer so it's just a good idea it's like, I always equate it to like, even to my kids, it's like buying a car. And instead of saying, I'm going to buy a car and looking at all the different cars you might be able to buy. You only say, I'm going to buy a Ford. Like I'm going to go drive my Ford only focusing on Ford being your only option as a car. When there really is hundreds of cars, make some models that might do, do your family better service. So it's the same kind of concept I bring into pharmaceuticals in our life. I'm certainly not against them. Um, the odd time that we need them. I'm very glad that they exist. Absolutely. Um, but as time goes on, I realize I need, I need them less and less and less and less, which is great. Not good for this, the industry because I'm not a very good consumer of their products. But when it comes to kids, it starts off, for instance, Gray had a sore throat yesterday and we change our language. So when our kids aren't feeling well, we're not like, oh, so-and-so sick. I'm sick. Gray has a sore throat. So he's like, my throat hurts and it's not great and blah, 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 like a kid would do. So we have throat honey that we always keep in our pantry. That's like ready to go. And it just is ginger and honey. It's There's a whole video about it that you can watch. It goes with my yeah. it works for coughs and for sore throats beautifully. So he had that. And I said, well, what else do we know about our sore throat? And he said, my throat's hurting because it's a symptom that my body is strong. It's fighting something off. I'm like, exactly. So you're, you're feeling a sore throat, but you're already healing. You're not sick. You're already healing. This is part of the healing process. So we focus our words a lot on healing. Now, obviously I'm not going to be like, just use your thoughts, go back to bed. Um, <laughs> I guess that would never work, but we make sure that we have like I have oils like you have, which you could probably you know, round off 10 oils off the top of your head. That would be fantastic for a sore throat. Um, but we have the honey that we make up and we have homeopathic. So those are our three herbals, homeopathics, oils, and, um, can I just say homeopathics, oils, herbals. Those are the three that I tend to rely on for almost everything. So I keep like a really cute reference book. That was like $11 in my kid, a homeopathic. So I can just flip to it in the middle of the night be like, okay, sore throat. Yes. We're going to try this one. Um, and we've had exceptional luck with that exceptional. I don't know if it's luck or it's, it's just doing its job. Um, but exceptional luck and our kids 
turn to those remedies and they know, um, like Tallulah being 12 now, she'll say things um, like, I'm feeling pretty irritable or I'm feeling, you know, crampy or whatever the case may be. Can I have, and instead of being trained as for Tylenol or Advil, we go to dragon time and we go to the homeopathics and she knows that maybe physically she needs to take a break from the family and rest and like have a nap or lay down and read or whatever the case may be. It's slowly over the years, incorporating those things into our family, that a pharmaceutical is the last thing we go to, not the first thing we go to, because we're not against them. We just want to make sure that we're offering our body all these other options, as well as pharmaceuticals, if we have to. Yeah. Another example of this and that, right? Yes, exactly. It's not this or that. Yeah. 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 It's just, there's a preferred way and mm-hmm. you ex- have experienced success so many times over with it, that there really isn't a need for the pharmaceutical way. So, okay. I love that. I love the fact that your kids will ask it, like they're using different language. I think the words that we choose, they are very meaningful and they linger. They linger a very, very long time. So when you have this, when you've, when you've changed the wording, you've changed the vocabulary in your home you've given them an opportunity to view things so differently and they, they don't need to go down that route of, especially the, the, um, the example of I'm sick, anything Mm -hmm. that you put after the word I am is what you become. Exactly. I am happy. I am sad. I am sick. Okay. So now you're actually sick. The mind and body, they, they, they talk to one another and now you've just identified with sick. So now you live up to the expectation Exactly. for bringing that into your family's life. That is, that is wonderful. And that will just ripple into their family's lives and hopefully you know, to a certain degree, their friend circles or the people that they influence later in their life, it will, that will continue to, um, that'll continue to show up. That's an exciting, a very exciting thing for them. I think with kids too, like our, our well-meaning behaviors as parents, we want to save our kids from discomfort, right? Like it's, it's like an innate, innate thing. You see your child who's uncomfortable and you're like, I need to fix it. I'm a fixer. I'm a mom. I'm a dad, whatever the, the situation looks like. I need to fix it. I need to offer comfort for this discomfort. And I think that we really do our families a disservice when we, we sabotage the very important learning that comes from discomfort, whether it's, whether it's emotional discomfort, physical discomfort, um, you know, for instance, my son learning how to surf where we're at the next day, I think every single muscle he had was pulled because we've never surfed before. Right. So like all new muscles. And after two years of a lot of sedentary behavior, Um, so he was like, I don't think I can surf again. Like every muscle hurts. I'm like, every muscle is building because you're getting, like your body is building up your muscles so you can surf again. And then he was like, well, like he wanted to escape the discomfort, but I'm like, sit in the discomfort. There's nothing we can do about it. We did homeopathics. We did some like oil rubs, things like that. Every muscle was hurting, but we, it gave us an opportunity to talk about building muscle, why it's important to be active over me just giving him Advil and taking away that discomfort from him. It was, it's a good learning opportunity. And he knows now what a sore muscle is and why it's beneficial because he surfs all the time and he's not sore anymore. So it was, it's things like that. Like we, we want a comfort. And sometimes in our well-being, we actually sabotage what it's, it, what it means to sit in discomfort. Mm-hmm. None of us like to do that. That's a really great example. I think we can all think of something in our own lives where mm-hmm. It was necessary to sit in that because there's always a learning attached to it. Yeah, I, I, I think that's terrific. Um, you 
mentioned mental health earlier on. And I want to explore that just a little bit from a holistic perspective. Um, I, on this show, I love asking people about their perspective on mental wellness from how you take care of yourself, because sometimes that sparks a new way of thinking for other people. But more specifically, I would love to talk about the health of ourselves first, then the health of our families, perhaps specifically our kids, and how we can get ourselves back to, and I'm talking about a general population here, and really specifically North Americans. (laughs) (laughs) How do we bring ourselves back to wellness in terms of our mental health? I think right now that's it. That's a really big question, right? I think I I think that um, the climate we're in that hopefully let's hope you and I, in another few years, review this podcast. And we're like, remember what, remember what the world was doing in 2022 and how that's over. That's what I'm going to manifest. It's going to be the truth because the amount of strife and suffering and mental anguish that is going on is shocking. It is shocking. And it's heartbreaking for me. I like to, and I've done this since I was a little kid. I didn't understand that that's what I was doing, but, um, and no one's going to like this answer because it sounds like such a cliche answer. So I apologize ahead of time. You go for it. But, uh, it's gratitude. It's gratitude for me. It's like some days you're just like, I don't want to be grateful or I'm not, Oh, I have to do my gratitude list. So like, you just like, I'm grateful for like my pillow. Cause I just want to stay in bed, but you are still grateful for your pillow. Right. And <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm grateful for rainy days. So I can just literally lay here and sit with my feelings and feel all the feelings because tomorrow the sun will come out physically and emotionally, and we will move along. Um, but for me, gratitude, even in the darkest of times is, is the most for me, again, effective way to turn turn that frown upside down, keep me going in terms of, you know, when I was in Canada, it was getting harder and harder to find things I was grateful for, but I was going big picture. So my, our world's all kind of got smaller over the past two years. So it might be like being barefoot outside in my yard. And then just being like, I'm grateful that I have so much space that I can stretch my arms out and not touch anything. I'm grateful for um, you know, muddy footprints on my kitchen floor because it means my kids probably got off their iPads and they're playing outside. And I'm grateful for, you know, sprouts in my garden because it means food's growing. Like just, it got smaller, but gratitude is the way I feel that it, every day you can start to see joy because if you don't have gratitude, you can't see joy. And if you can't see joy, you can't feel truly happy. And if you can't feel happy, then your soul's never going to understand its purpose. So it's just kind of doing, doing the bare minimum with gratitude. That was a beautiful answer. Thank you. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And again, the takeaway from this is so simple. Everyone can practice gratitude. It doesn't mean you have to write it down. If you're not a journaler, fine. Don't, don't discredit this, this step that you can take to nurture your mental wellness. Think, just sit and think about the things you're, you're grateful for. And if you have to scan the room because nothing pops into your mind, we've all been there before. Mm-hmm. All of us have, have sat in some serious yuck, but when you look around, you can, there's something, there's something there. Maybe it's there's the fact that you have the ability to see, maybe that's exactly. what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that you shared that, Melissa. I feel like 
simplicity is absolutely what so many of us desperately need right now, because the simplicity also means that it is sustainable and it continues to grow and then it becomes integrated into your life. And then it's just who you are. You're a great person. You make time and you give yourself space to be grateful. Your awareness shifts. You're mindful of the things around you. The more grateful you are, the more things you find to be grateful for. It's true. And it opens up this gate. Like when you, you decide to see gratefulness, even like you said, sitting, what is sitting in yuck? I love that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sitting in the yuck and you might be like neck deep in the yuck, right? Like sometimes it's pretty serious. Like it's, it's a pretty serious situation, but if we allow ourselves to be grateful, even if it's small, and even if we don't maybe believe it at first, but if we're like, no, I'm just going to practice this and just going to see what happens. It's like, it opens up this space for more good to happen because I know that victim mindset, it doesn't benefit anyone ever. Like there's literally no room. Like if, if we're sitting in yuck and then we're like, look at the yuck I'm sitting in. And you always think about how terrible you feel and how terrible everything in your life is. That's all there's room for is how terrible everything is. But three little things that you're grateful for from like a hot cup of coffee in the morning or to like being kissed on the forehead by your youngest because he just does it like that. You know, like it, it can really have a lot of power because not all of us are meditative. Okay. I'm, spe- I'm making myself feel better. I suck at meditation. Like I'm really good at sitting still and looking like I'm meditating, but I'm really bad at meditating. So like in my head, I'm like, Oh, they're like, Oh, look, Melissa's sitting there meditating. Look how chill she is. And I'm like <laughs> doing my grocery list in my head thinking about all the, all the things that need to get done. And then I was like, Oh, is there, do I still have my, um, uh, like so-and-so that I have to call back or email, but that, so my point is that sometimes we put this pressure on ourselves. Like I have to journal and then sit for an hour and then work out and then do this all before 6am when my kids wake up. And it's like, no, it could just be, you're laying in bed as you hear your kids wake up and you think I am grateful for the first thoughts of your head in the day. And then again, when you go to sleep, even if it was a really shitty day, like if that day was tough, you can just be like, I am grateful for tough days. Cause it makes me appreciate the good days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be grateful that today is over. If today sucked, just be grateful that the day is wrapped up. You, you exactly. Yeah. Grateful for that. Yeah. I've had days like that for sure. Um, and you mentioned that one of your, like you're working collaboratively with someone in your ebook series, right. On mental wellness. Yeah. So um, a few of the, a few of the books we have coming out um, as the unqualified mom. And the whole point of this is to know when you need to seek expert advice. So mental health and children is one of those that I would, I would like to see. So um, I will be sharing more about that. I can't really share too much about that right now, but some of the books are going to have co-authors and collaborations, bringing in other people with expertise um, in their fields because it helps train us properly. Like we want to make sure that we're getting the right information or having really good tools Um, Some of the best parenting hacks and tips and tricks I've learned is from observation of moms in the thick of it, right? Or dads in the thick of it. Um, So I think that there's a lot to be, I think the community is coming back. I think that, like you said, we're, we're craving this simplicity because I think many of us are yearning for this community to come back. And if we can start building that when it comes to knowledge, to squash fear, then let's do it, right? Like, let's collaborate. Let's figure it out. Let's pull from other resources. I'm the first one to admit that, like, I don't know everything, not even close. Um, but I really love connecting with other, other people. That's like my superhero power. So I'm going to start collaborating on these books more and more 
to expand the range of topics away from just general wellness in terms of coughs, colds, flus, fevers, ears, all that kind of thing. So good. So good. And I love the name unqualified mom. I think that's so, it's so amazing. Um, you are offering something special to the listeners as well. Do you want to share that? Yeah. So for any of your listeners, um, we have a discount code and I think you're going to put it in the show notes as well. Um, but it's 50% off any, for any of your listeners using the code Rebecca 50. And that code will go to anyone who orders until the end of February. So that there's still a few weeks. Sorry. No, I think I extended to the end of March. I put March and a March on there. So you can order the book, flip through it. I'm hoping to have the next one, which is ears up by the end of next week. So um, yeah, you can use that code for either one or for both. That is, that's awesome. Thank you. I want to, I want to clarify something. I don't know why I have to say this. It's not Rebecca 50 because I am 50. It's because <laughs> you're getting 50% off. And Melissa, that's super generous. Correct. It's 50% wrong with being 50, of course. I'm inching my way towards that, let's just say, but I'm not there yet. I was going to say, um, you're not quite 50 yet. No, no, not yet. But yeah, I'll let everyone know. We'll, we'll party when it gets close to that. Oh, time. yeah. Um, yeah, this, this has been so much fun. And I know that you are someone who is really focused on trusting your intuition. The last thing I want to ask you though, is who, who have been your guides? You mentioned your mom, you, you grew up in a home where she exposed you to a lot of options. Can you share with us who your guides and your mentors are? Yeah. Like you said, my mom is a huge one. Obviously she, um, I don't think she even understands how intuitive and intelligent she is. She's a very intelligent woman. Um, but if you've, if I ever said like, you know, you know, a lot about your kids and how they heal and how they, they recover from things. She'd be like, Oh, it's just, I'm just a mom. You know, she would kind of discredit it, but she's, she's a big deal. And she still has this incredibly strong intuition that she leads our family with. And she's definitely a mentor hundred percent. I love my naturopath. Her name's Dr. Megan. She is amazing. She is in St. Thomas. I've seen her for going on 18 years together. I adore her. I love her approach. Um, From the very first time I met her, she gave me that life-changing one hour first appointment, but also every interaction with that, that I've had with her after wasn't like, you need to do this and this. It was very much a consultation of what do you feel like you could take on right now in your life? And she kind of planted that seed of it doesn't have to be all or anything when it comes to health, you can make baby steps and there's no shame in that. Um, so I definitely think Dr. Megan is a, is a really, really big local hero. If you're in London, St. Thomas area, definitely look her up because she's the best. She's I'm going to put her contact information in the show notes because I too um, have trusted her with my health and my family's health. And again, I echo everything that you said. She is tremendous. I didn't know what to expect from having always just been someone who went to see, uh, you know, our family physician, I, I really liked our family physician. He, he was a wonderful man, felt very connected to him, felt like I was, was heard. Um, so I didn't look elsewhere until I needed to look elsewhere. And I discovered Dr. Megan and, um, yeah, she was very, she was transformative. I'm smiling thinking about her because there are some really, there are some profound moments that have happened in her office. Some, some, some key awareness moments that I don't know I would have had outside of spending time with her. She's yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. She's definitely 
Those are great uh, guides and mentors there, Melissa. Yeah, thanks. Oh, I don't want to let you go. I I, don't want, I could talk to you forever. This is, it's like going to be a Joe Rogan podcast that like three, four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, Hey, we, we've been going for like three hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he does it. And yet time seems like it slips by even when I'm listening to his show. So, which is a phenomenal show too, by the way, I'm going to plug Joe on my own show. There you could become the Canadian Joe Rogan. The Canadian Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. I just have to figure out where to drop in a few F-bombs and we'll be cool people. I can do that for you. I could totally be the one. I have such a trucker mouth. Yeah, I could do that for you. I can coach you too. Like if you ever need help on how to just start cursing all the time, I'm My, here for you. I'm pretty good. I am pretty good independently, but yeah, I'm always good for some, some friendly coaching in that direction. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's terrible, um, but... Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show today. You have brought so much joy to me. And I know that the listeners have learned so much from you and will continue to learn from you. Take advantage of that 50% off those eBooks, you guys. There's good information in there. Information that, you know, it's, if if you're new to this idea of, of natural health, this is where you can place your trust. Someone who is showcasing things that are very doable in your own home that aren't going to cost you, you know, thousands of dollars just to get started or yeah. weeks of preparation. Probably you've got the goods already on hand. You just need a little nudge of awareness to know how to use these simple things that are already in existence in your home. And Melissa's fun, as you guys know from today's <laughs> conversation. I watched her YouTube video on the uh, the making of homemade cough syrup, and I laughed out loud many times. And I know it's just something that you'll appreciate following along with her. So take advantage of that 50% offer. Again, Melissa, thank you for that. Thank Where you. else can the audience uh, follow along with you? So um, I have an Instagram account that is melissa.again. Had to do it again. Um, so that is probably the, the most that's probably the easiest place to find me. And then I'm also on YouTube under Melissa Abrasimov um, and my channel's there. So I know Abrasimov, good luck spelling that one. Um, we'll put the names in the show notes. So you can probably like cut and paste it into YouTube. Yeah. Um, but there is the recipe videos will be up there and we have some fun videos coming up the next few weeks too. So we'd like to keep things lighthearted and fun, but those are the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. And of course my website, it's heymelis.com. Love it. Love it. Check out the show notes, you guys. You can follow along with Melissa. Continue to learn, continue to grow on this path to natural health and wellness. Take really good care of yourself. Melissa, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You are absolutely delightful. Oh, same friend. Thank you so much for having me. To our listeners, thank you guys as always for your time. I wish you health and happiness until we meet up again. Take good care of yourselves and others. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.